not working. What was that noise? I see something outside. Don't go out there! Prepare yourselves for a dark and twisted tale. Wanna play a game? How long can you survive? What's your favorite scary movie? Well, I would have to go for a classic, like Jaws. Oh, Such was, a suspenseful movie. That was the first movie we watched together. That was a scary one. That is. Yeah. Oh, and you kept sweet. making puns about, like... <laughs> are they tired of it when a bunch of tires went in the water? Or it's a barrel of laughs when there's a bunch of barrels? Oh, yeah, a bunch of dumb jokes. <laughs> Hey, I still get you to laugh with them too these days, so it, something worked, alright? That you do. <laughs> Hi everyone, and welcome back. Uh, this is your host, Tyler. And I'm Tori. And today, we are going to be reviewing the movie Scream. But not the original, the 2022 version. AKA Scream 5, which is something I love that they make fun of in the movie. But that being said, spoilers if you haven't seen the film. Because we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff today. <laughs> Definitely go see it. IGN gave it a 9 out of 10. Oh, yeah. And honestly... That's a pretty that's, solid... Yeah. Uh, normally we And do... that's a pretty truthful rating, too. Right. Like, it was such a good movie. Normally we do our reviews at the end, but I'm just going to say in the beginning. I agree with IGN. I give this movie 9 out of 10. Yeah. It was really <laughs> good. It, it was pretty up there with the original. Like, I always enjoy the Scream series because they're, they're super meta. They're making fun of something. Like, the first Scream is making fun of just horror movies in general. Scream 2 is making fun of sequels and horror movies. Scream 3 is making fun of trilogies as a whole. Scream 4 is literally making fun of remakes. And Scream 5 is making fun of what they dubbed requels, which is... Something that is connected to the original movie, but not quite a sequel, but ignores all the other ones. Not that this movie ignores all the past movies, because it, it was definitely is a thing. But they were kind of making fun of, like, the new Halloween and everything. How, you know, takes the original movie into account, but then it's a whole completely new thing. Oh yeah, they even make fun of, was it the one movie that, like, the movie is based off of those killings, and what is that called? Oh, and yeah, so when they did Scream Stab? 2, yeah, they called Stab. it Stab. So, so it's like a movie within a movie that they make fun of. And it's like this whole franchise that's based off of like basically the what happens in the first movie and the killers and Billy Loomis and all of that stuff. And oh God. Yeah. Like yeah. when they show scenes of Stab and Scream 2, it's literally shot for shot of the first Scream movie, but with just different actors. <laughs> Which is pretty funny and, and clever, honestly. Yeah. Wes Craven is phenomenal. And this was the first movie he didn't direct. But they, they gave him... They still named a character technically after him. Yes. They gave him a couple big nods. They basically had like a director almost title for him. Basically saying that, you know, it's based off his work and everything. And then they named a character after him, and they also gave a nice little memorial at the end that says, for Wes. Yeah. Dylan Minnette actually plays the character Wes Hicks. 
so that was a cute little nod and even then like in the beginning uh the main character tara she talks to one of her friends tara the younger sister yeah okay like that very first scene when she's home alone and like she's texting one of her friends and she's like oh yeah like wes is calling me and i remember you leaning over to me and you're like he's named wes like wes craven and i'm like i know i love that yeah that was something i didn't know going in so when i heard that i was like Oh my god, that's amazing. That's, like, such a sweet thing to do. Because, literally, I mean, Scream is a Wes Craven thing. Like, he may not have been the original writer for it, but... That was his baby. Yeah. (laughs) R.I.P. I know. My idol. Oh, that would have been really great to meet him. It would have. Yeah. But, anyways... Although I could talk about Wes Craven a lot, we are here to talk about Scream 5, a.k.a. Scream, which is something they, it's so funny, they had a line in the movie where they were literally like, oh yeah, no, they're just basically renaming the movie after the original, but it's its own thing, and it's, I always hate when movies do that, which is funny because this one's literally just called Scream, and then, but everyone knows it's actually Scream 5. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's what I love about this series. Like, they, it really pokes fun of itself and just the whole genre as as a whole. Like, even with them talking about all the different stab movies, like, they're like, oh yeah, one had time travel. Like, in Scream 4, they literally, the opening scene is, like, stab 4, stab 5, and stab 6. Because, you know, just making fun of it. <laughs> it's so dumb but great at the same time. <laughs> So what were some of the things that you saw that were similar to the original Scream movie that they were kind of giving nods to or something? I mean, that first scene is straight out of the book from the first movie. The classic, you know, like, girl is home alone. She gets a mysterious phone call. And at first she thinks that it's, like, her mom's new boyfriend or whatever that's on the phone. No, the uh, the sponsor for her sister, I think, is what it was. No, for the mom. Oh, was it? Because she's, like, estranged from her sister at this point. Like, her sister had left years prior. That's true. And then that kind of goes into how the mom was, like, an alcoholic and... Which is why she was gone. Yeah. Well, the mom was on a business trip, technically, from what I remember. But that was that whole thing of how one of them got wind on that whole secret that we will be getting into later on in this episode but yeah like then he goes into that classic like what's your favorite scary movie and And then she kind of makes fun of jump scare like classic slashers and she was naming like bob duke as like one of her favorite movies movies she was hitting all the new horror, like, the new wave horror, basically. The ones that aren't just, like, the cheesy slashers, like, you know, that we're used to, like, Halloween, Friday the 13th, things like that. She was hitting, and she made a whole big deal about it, about how, you know, these are actually movies that make you feel things. Like, It Follows, Babadook, uh, Hereditary, which, it's true. <laughs> yeah, they all have, like, deeper meanings than just, like, oh, a monster or... You know, this person is following me and has killed all of my friends, even though I personally love slashers more. Slashers are entertaining. (laughs) And that's what that was also kind of making fun of, was 
it was trying to get back to the don't forget about the slasher genre we helped make horror movies <laughs> sorry i could talk about this thing all day it was so good now i know and they still mention all of the rules and they literally had a scene where they sat down all of the friends plus dewey was there at that point and the sister and the sister's new boyfriend and basically laid out all of these rules and like Dewey at one point asked the boyfriend, he's like, oh, how long have you two known each other? Oh, only like a few months. You're probably the killer. Like, do not trust anyone. Like, you're suspect number one, basically, because nobody has known you that long. Right. And the weird thing was that the sister, she was in Modesto. I mean, like, Woodsboro technically is in California. I don't know if that's a real place or not, actually. Maybe. Probably not. But, um, but anyway, so she, you know, she drives back into Woodsboro from Modesto, which is central California. Oh my god, I heard you laugh when Modesto's name came on the screen. I was like, oh, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, of course they come from Modesto. Just. <laughs> but yeah, but the whole thing was that he was, he started dating her and there. And he seems so, like, supportive and all of that stuff. Like, such a sweet boyfriend. And he did so many... I mean, there were some clues that made you think that he, he was a little sus. But for the most part, I was just like, don't be the killer. Don't be the killer. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, Dewey, sadly, hits it right on the nail. Which Richie says that at one point where he goes... Dewey called it within seconds of meeting me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and his whole thing was that him and the girl Amber, because Amber was living in Stu's house, you know, from the original Scream movie, this new girl Amber, who is also the serial killer, currently lives in that house. So her and Richie connected online because they thought that the whole genre of... um. Of horror was getting killed, and at one point they show a clip of, like, the last Stab movie, where they literally bring out a flamethrower. And Ghostface is, like, super buff, sleeves cut off, has, like, a metal mask. Yeah. And that was their whole premise of just, like, we need to revamp this, and this is the perfect story of... We, you know, we bring back the original people, but also continuing our own story. Yeah, which basically. The saddest part of the movie was Dewey's death. No, oh, I didn't want him to die. I knew one of them was gonna die. If not, it was either one of them was gonna die or all three of them were gonna die. I would have been okay with Courtney Cox's character dying. Like honestly, I. I want to say I was never really a huge fan of her because I always loved Dewey more. And she always seemed so like this hoity-toity, like, always trying to get the best story. She's a reporter. Yeah, but then to the point of, like, she, sometimes, sometimes it felt like she didn't really care about what was happening unless she was a part of it. Well, she even said that line of, you know, if I didn't write that first book, Billy wouldn't have found out about your mom and none of this would be happening. And then Sydney's like, no, nah, it probably would have happened. Billy was insane. <laughs> Pretty Which, much. Going off of Billy now, the big reveal in the movie is that the main character, Sam, 
is actually half-sisters with Tara, and her real dad is Billy Loomis, who, in high school before he died, clearly cheated on Sydney and had a secret love child that he probably didn't know about. Mm-hmm. So, Sam gets all these visions of a young Billy Loomis just, you know, around, telling her to try and kill people. Which is so amazing, because they bring back Skeet Ulrich. And then they just de-age him with CGI and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so he looks, like, like, literally right out of screen. He has, like, his longer hair and, like, no stubble, like, how he is older now. Like, it looks like they just took the younger version and plopped him in this movie. Like, it really does. It yeah. was amazing. It, it was really good. But, oh my god, at one point... When she actually meets Sydney and she's like, Sydney basically tells her that she knows who she is, being the kid of Billy Loomis. Yeah. And Sam's like, well, this has to be pretty, like, awkward for you then. And she's like, I mean, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> being like, hey, you're the love child of my ex-boyfriend who also (laughs) tried to kill me and killed a lot of my friends in high school. So, yeah, it is is a little awkward. Also, your grandma tried to kill me at one point. (laughs) Scream 2. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Played by Laurie Metcalf. (laughs) I thought that was the other guy's mom. No, that was Billy's mom. Hmm. That's why they never had a scene together until the end where she, right when she comes out, she goes, Mrs. Loomis? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because she knew who she was. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, speaking of family, though, that was one of the other points that Dewey brought up of they all had connections to, everyone who died had connections to someone from the original. Yes. And... One being example is this actor, Kyle Galliner, played this character, Vince, and he was the nephew of... Who was he? He was a nephew of someone or something like that. Like, he had some connection to one of the original Yeah, I think he was like, he would have been the nephew of Stu or something like that. Yeah? I can't remember what they said. I yeah, honestly, and then Mindy and Chad were... Randy's. Would have been the niece and nephew of Randy, who was the huge horror buff from the first movie oh, and the second the movie. And the third, technically. Technically the third. Even after he died, he still sent a video saying, like, if this is a trilogy, this is what you need to do. Yeah, <laughs> which I love that they brought his sister back in <laughs> and, you know... And oh my god, that like memorial above like the mantle and everything. And I just love that scene of everyone when they're in the living room together, and she comes out and she goes, "Whew, it's so exciting! One of you might be the killer." (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys want snacks? (laughs) And that was that whole thing of like they are still friends, but they all go through this thing of like, "How can I trust you? You might be the killer." Right. And half of it is joking, but half of it, like, a lot of them are horror buffs, too. Yeah. That are, like, 
literally, Mindy has this whole joke of telling people, like, not to go down into the basement or don't say, like, oh, I'll be right back. Oh, my God. Or, I love that scene where Richie's about to go, by the way, is there, where, is there a beer? Yeah, it's in the basement. Do you want to come with me? No. Okay. I'll be right back. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of laugh. <laughs> It was good. It, it was really funny. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, I have to say what this movie did a good job was it really made you guess who was going to be the killers. Because they made Mindy definitely like Randy, where you're trying to figure out, okay, like, is... She knows a lot about horror. Like, is she... Could she be? And when Dewey does die, that last thing the killer says to him is, it's an honor. Which makes you realize that this is someone who respects Dewey in that light of you are a original. So then you start guessing, like, who of the horror buffs is it? Right. And they even brought up, like, friggin', I think it was Mindy who brought up um, their friend Liv. And she's like, yeah, you're too boring. You couldn't be a killer. But then in the party scene, like, Liv completely freaks freaks out. <laughs> Liv completely freaks out because her boyfriend, Chad, doesn't really want to sleep with her. her because that's like, you know, surviving a horror movie 101, do not have sex with anyone. And he was like... <laughs> you know, it's not that I don't want you. I really want you, but I just, I'm not 100% sure like, i'm pretty sure but i'm not like a hundred percent like please don't take this like personal to, yeah and she Which is like something so hard to not take personal and she leaves and then he goes after her and starts getting like stabbed and whatnot oh yeah because he thinks that he's gonna go meet her but really her phone was taken by the killer yeah and, and then when lives. she comes when she comes back in was it mindy basically is talking to her like where's my brother? Like, he went to go look for you. And she's like, Liv totally freaks out again. She's like, what do you think that I'm the killer? Like, I thought you said I was too boring to be the killer. Like, going on this almost psychopathic kind of break in that moment. Yeah. And, spoilers, she does not end up being the killer. No, it was She instead gets shot in the head by the actual killer. <laughs> Which, I have to say, out of all the killers in Scream, Amber was very resilient. She was a tiny little girl that took out Dewey, and then Dewey even made a joke. He's like, I don't want to do this. I've been stabbed nine times. I don't want to help you guys. <laughs> and of course, he ends up dying in the process. Of course. But like, yeah, she she took out a lot of people. I feel like she did more of the killings than probably Richie did. Yeah. So much props to Jenna Ortega. Like, she is such a great actress in this mm -hmm. movie. Like. <sighs> well, the other thing was, they kind of made you think that Tara, the sister, was going to be the, uh, the, the other killer. killer. Yeah, because, okay, so in the opening scene, I mean, she gets stabbed a bunch of times, but she still lives, which is shocking. And then on top, I mean, not, I mean, Ghostface keeps coming back after her. But, like, but then on top of it, I mean, they did a really good job. And Richie was even, like, putting some, uh, some little, you know, doubts on the sister. Like, you know, she might be the killer. <laughs> they did a really good job trying to make you guess. Like, my two people, I guess, I guessed Amber right away. 
because I was like, oh, my my motive for her was that she was probably secretly in love with Tara and was trying to kill off the people that screwed her over. That was not the case. She was just a die-hard horror movie fan. Yeah, a little psychopath. And then I was just really hoping Richie wasn't going to be the killer because I really liked him. As just, it was enjoyable. I literally thought that Liv was going to be the other like killer. one of the murderers because having. I was guessing ha- Chad, as since you know one of the nephews of Randy, horror buff, and he also in the opening he had all those bruises, which he was saying was from football, even though the killer prior got the door slammed on that same arm. Mm-hmm. That that was my guess. Amber definitely, I pegged that one like right away because she had that psychopathic look in her eye. I did not think that it was Tara. Because, and I had talked to you about this after the movie too, all of the stabbings, they weren't pulling their punches or pulling the stabbings being what it was. Um, They were stabs to kill, Mm -hmm. to end someone's life, not how, you know, what's his name did to Billy in the first movie of just like stabbing him in the side or whatnot. And not in, was it the third movie when the... Half-brother? Half... He was Sydney's half-brother. I thought it was a... No, the girl that was with... It was only one I killer was in Scream it. 3. So Scream was Billy and Stu. The second one was... It was the uh, the boyfriend's friend. I'm blanking on his name, but he was played by um, Timothy Oliphant. And Laurie Metcalf were the killers. Scream 3, it was Sydney's half-brother, who was a screenwriter. He was the only killer. And then Scream 4, it was her niece and niece. one of the friends. That's what it was. Because the niece was supposed to be that first girl, but then she survived. Emma Roberts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I kept going back to that scenario. I'm like, with her attacks, they weren't supposed... They weren't in vital areas. But... With Tara's, they were, or they were, like, really close to it. And they were literally, like, attacking Tara to kill her. Right. Like, and they kept going after her time after time. And you saw the attacks. You saw Tara fighting back. Like, that's why I was just like, it can't be her. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't want it to be the boyfriend. I didn't want it to be Chad. I kind of thought that it would have been Liv and Amber. Okay. Being the two. Amber being the love interest, and then Liv being the quiet little unsuspecting psychopath. Yeah, no, that would have been a good guess, though. Can we please talk about when Amber comes out of the house crying oh in pain holding her side after it was just and revealed sydney, she was the killer <laughs> and sydney and uh gail and gail come up to the house and they both look at each other like what do you think oh it's a setup and then amber flips out and she was like oh screw it and she like starts shooting at them yeah and she shoots courtney cox <laughs> in the side yeah oh my god and then during the ending fight scene when they're like fighting her off which Again, resilient girl did not go down, but... She literally got lit on fire. Yeah. 
And she still got up after they had still made that whole comment about, like, shoot him in the head Killer after they had just killed, you know, the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then she comes out and then Tara shoots her and it's like, just the four of them now. <laughs> four of them standing strong and then you think that it's literally just the four of them that live, but the twins actually live too. Right. Which... I kind of hope they do continue the storyline of these two girls. Like, I would love for them to do another Scream movie, just kind of focused on a new cast, you know, kind of move away from Nev Campbell a bit. Um, It would be weird to not have them in a Scream movie, but, like, you know, I think it's time. I think if they did bring Courtney Cox or Nev Campbell back, it would have to be just, like, a phone call type of thing. Like, right. I could see it in another city that's not... Woodsboro? Yeah, that's not Woodsboro. Like, somewhere across the country or something, there being a copycat ghost face. And, you know, those people kind of trying to contact the survivors being, you know, Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell and now the two sisters kind of trying to get more info on how to deal with it yeah and at at least one of them has to come back to try and fight but i think courtney cox and nev campbell are like done with the fighting scenes yeah well and that and they were kind of talking about like parts of their lives you know gail's now doing the morning show and then courtney cox or not courtney cox um and sydney is you know, she has a family now, and yeah, she was Nev a writer. Yeah, Campbell has, like, kids, a husband, you know, yeah. a happy life. The only reason she came back was because she was like, well, if they're going after the original people, I don't want my kids in danger. Mm-hmm. But then when she came back because of Dewey's death. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Which is still sad. Oh, my God, that moment when they're getting away, and, like, you know, he shot the killer a bunch of times. I was really hoping that they were going to do something where they actually killed the killer midway through. And then they're like, oh, my God, we're, we're done. We figured it out. We don't have to deal with the whole reveal anymore. But then there, there would have been, like, a second killer or something. I was really hoping for that. Or maybe just to mix it up because they were like, oh, you know, this isn't the same movie as before. There would have been three killers. Who knows? I think that would have been kind of a nice little twist on it not the case yeah that would have been interesting mm-hmm. but yeah but that scene where dewey sends him off in the elevator and then turns around and goes you gotta shoot him in the head i was like dewey you should have done that earlier <laughs> yeah i just yeah. oh my god but before wes's death too which was brutal oh oh god him and his mom their death which I want to say the mom was, she was sheriff now, but she was like a deputy in Scream 4. Yeah. And she was, no, didn't she come in in the second movie too? No, Scream 4 was the first one because there was a whole thing. Is that why they thought that she was safe? Yeah, because they made the joke. That she wasn't a part of the important one, which was Scream 4. <laughs> which I enjoyed Scream 4. I thought it was a fun one. Yeah. But before Wes's death, all of those, like... All of those, like, not jump scares, but the suspenseful moments of, like, oh, him opening up a cupboard, or the... 
like refrigerator or doing this or that and you think that when he closes it Ghostface is going to be there but there are like five times of them doing that and each time you're sitting on the edge, the of, edge of your seat and then finally it happens and oh god that is brutal him getting it through the neck yeah and it was such a slow stab too and like you can just see his skin stretching out i was like oh my and god it wasn't even for it. it wasn't even like in the center of his neck it was right at the side yeah oh it was god brutal. oh my god and then prior before that you think he's gonna find his mom's dead body in the front but he doesn't open the door. No, he closed. I mean, honestly, I would do the same thing. I see the door crack. I would probably close it. I wouldn't open it. I would close it and lock it. Then he turns around and bam, killer. <laughs> yeah. Tries to fight him off, but can't. I also did love that scene, though, going back to when they were all in the uh, the couch in like the living room. And, you know, Dewey's kind of giving off the, well, you're kind of suspicious because of blah, 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 blah. And then one of the kids goes... Well, maybe it's you. You know, the cop that lost everything, lives in a trailer, is an alcoholic, um, blah, 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 blah. And then Dewey goes, you know what? That really hurts. I think I'm going to leave now because you hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> David yeah, Arquette, poor Dewey. David Arquette plays that role so well. Like, even that moment where he's like, I don't want to help. But then he calls Sydney, And Sydney's like... Well, I'm glad I'm you're glad there that, to protect you. I'm glad <laughs> that they have you. I'm glad that you're going to protect them. And he's like, damn God it. Damn it. <laughs> and oh. then when he meets up with Courtney Cox's character again, Gail, and she like slaps him on the shoulder or whatever. And she's over like, a text? you tell me over a text? Just like the humor between all of them. And there is that moment that I think it's after Dewey's death when Tara and Sam and the boyfriend are finally getting out and then they have to turn back around because of that damn inhaler and you think for the smallest amount of time that it is going to be different and they are going to get out right but then of course they have to turn back around and there's that huge house party and the way they kicked all of the kids out just trying to explain things like You're no, saving your this life. Is... and then finally like Richie, Richie like turning on the lights and all of that stuff, like just finally everyone getting out and little funny moments, mm -hmm. funny hahas. Well, that's what, <laughs> again, that's what's great about it. It was such a parody of the genre. Like it's not just strict horror. Like they they the writing for Scream has always been so well. I, I hope they do another one. It'd be interesting to see if maybe uh, Courtney Cox becomes a serial killer in this next one. Like, you know, going crazy over the fact that Dewey died or something. Probably not, but that would just be an interesting take. Yeah, I don't think that she or Sydney would do that because of... How many times they've been through it. Yeah. And, like, they have a lot of pain, but they get through it together. That's true. Alright, well, on that note... I think we're going to call it an episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope you guys go see Scream. It's amazing. I want to see it again. <laughs> over and over and over. And we will definitely be owning it when it comes out on Blu-ray. Oh, 100%. Actually, we still need to buy Scream 4. We don't have that one. You're right. We don't. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, we will see you guys next week. See ya.